Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include Pi Day, my interview with Candor CEO Tom Showalter on how lenders can understand the root cause of their manufacturing challenges, and the end of MBS quantitative easing. Today's commentary is 100% the truth, except for the stuff I made up randomly. I'm not making up. The Federal Reserve's meeting this week with traders nearly certain that a 25 basis point rate hike will be announced. And I'm not making up today's nickname, Pi Day, which has come around once again. And also, coincidentally, Albert Einstein's birthday. Albert had a share of quirkiness, including marrying a woman who was his cousin on his mother's and father's side. Although pizza promotions have taken over the state, Every year, March 14th, or 3.14, celebrates the irrational number that we use to explain the relationship between a circle's circumference and diameter, bringing joy to nerds everywhere. Pi is an irrational and transcendental number, meaning it will continue indefinitely without repeating. Wells Fargo sure hopes that its mortgage scandals won't continue indefinitely. Wells, which represented the gold standard for many years in residential lending, in recent times has its share of controversy the latest being Wells Fargo's retail channel being accused of approving fewer than half of black applicants through a Bloomberg analysis of Humda data. Today's podcast is presented by Candor, AI that puts your underwriting on autopilot. As the only autonomous intelligence in mortgage technology, only Candor's loan engineering system can make complex underwriting decisions with zero human assist. Candor automates both tasks and intellect. Speaking of which, for today's interview, I wanted to welcome back to the show Candor CEO Tom Showalter. He's held a variety of key executive C-suite roles over his years in the industry across a variety of firms, including Digital Risk, CoreLogic, First American, Loan Performance, Experian, and several boutique data and analytics firms. Showalter's background also includes a stint at NASA, where he developed a variety of aerospace technologies for use in civilian and military aircraft, as well as the former space shuttle program. Robbie, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Tom? Good. The overall central message today is, are lenders solving the right problem? And I guess to that point, do they actually understand the root cause of their manufacturing challenges? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure, sure. Um, One of the things that we were surprised, not completely surprised, but pleasantly so, was the degree of economic impact our solution Candor has had on the economics of making a loan. And when you delve that into why that impact is so strong, what what Candor strives to do is instead of taking out the low-value tasks, Candor strives to do the critical thinking necessary to to create a valid loan. And we're, we're the first technology to really tackle that in, in a very robust and comprehensive way. And, and what that automating the critical thinking, automating the intellect part of the job has enabled us to do was to enable us to move this virtual underwriter. Our clients can move that underwriter to any place in the process. And as they started doing that, they not only got the productivity gains in underwriting that they were seeking, but they also got cycle time reductions and pull through. And so when you drill down as to why that happened, 
I think the reason why it happened was because the critical thinking that Candor now does was the bottleneck before. You had to wait for the underwriter to get to your loan. You had to wait for the underwriter to then get back to the loan processor with his feedback. You had to wait for the loan processor to get the information from the borrower and start all over again. So that whole process had a lot of hurry up and wait in it. And that was causing the cycle time delays. And it also was causing the frustration on part of the borrower because borrower would hear one thing day one. And then by day five, they'd hear something different. And maybe even they get a completely different play two days before closing. I've, I've been that route. Every one of Candor's investors has been that route. That's one reason why they cite the investing Candor was their mortgage story. They have a, they have a horror story. So um, those are some, that's some of my thinking was that I think the industry thought it was solving the right problem by getting out the low value task. And, and I think we've discovered that the key to this particular productivity problem lies in automating the intellectual thought, the, the, the critical thinking necessary to make a loan. So are, are these companies now better able to understand their own manufacturing process better? Or are they saying, let's just let's plug and play with candor and that'll take care of any issues that we might have? Uh, it depends. It, it, you're asking a, a very insightful question. And, and I would say some of, some of the folks that have figured out how to best apply candor have really got a profound understanding of what the process used to be and what the new process has to be. But like with anything, uh, when there's a lot of insight required to really get to that 95th level, 95th percentile performance, uh, not all parties get there quickly. So some will, some will take some time. So once again, we're entering an uncertain market here in 2022. And I, I have a note from you here that says, it's probably a lot of people out there experiencing deja vu, looking back to look forward, to find the right path forward. What does that mean? The technology that Candor presents, uh, which did the critical thinking, that was necessary to increase the capacity when, when the volumes were so high and plentiful. Well, the same technology that enabled higher capacity a year and a half ago now enables people to right-size their organization because what you're seeing people having to do is lay off a lot of folks. You see that now. But what they don't want to do is get into a position where they end up having to chase the next run-up by having to hire many more people. So the same technology that enabled capacity increase a year and a half ago will now enable right-size, a right-size methodology that I think the industry needs. And also enables them to keep some of that expertise that they're now asking to leave the building. That's a very good point. So it would seem that there's there's all these vendors out there and, and they plug their products and say, with us, you can do so much more. Yeah. I would say a lot of companies are actually disappointed in their technology investment. Where did it not go right for a lot of these companies? Some of the technology vendors, I think, didn't understand the underlying process they were trying to automate. Uh, I, I don't think people understood how much of the bottleneck was due to having to do the critical thinking necessary to have a loan. See, most people don't understand that underwriting is really data analysis. Uh, and it's not just a robotic process automation. It's, it's not that kind of a task. You have to analyze the data. You have to determine what the data mean and what you need to do now that you understand the data. 
that's analysis. And so teaching a machine to do that kind of analysis, I don't think people thought it was possible. So I think they focused on the typical playbook in, in reducing costs starts with take out, take out all the low, low value jobs. And, and while that's true in most cases in this industry at this time and in the past, you, the bottlenecks created by the critical thinking that needs to get done to have a loan. And that's where underwriters come in. I don't think a lot of folks in the technology shops, whether they be in the lender or in, in the vendor, outside the lender, I don't think they quite understood just how much this critical thinking that, that the underwriters do and that loan processors do, how fundamental a part of making a quality loan that really was. I don't think they understood that. And they didn't understand how it impacted their productivity. In fact, the only way to understand that, in my opinion, is to have a technology like Candor that can simulate underwriter critical thinking and do it. And therefore, you can move it to different places in the process. And now you can start seeing the impact. So I think it was hard to see. And if you interviewed a bunch of people five years ago without knowledge of what a candor is and why it would work, I don't think they would have come up with a candor at all. So it's been a couple months since we last spoke. I see, <laughs> I see you have a new uh, logo and a new slogan, candor, can do. What, mm-hmm. else, what, else is, uh, what else have you been up to? What else is going on over there at candor? Well, we've, we've been able to um, take our technology, which is serving in the fulfillment space, and we're now getting invitations to move to the POS space, where we take the uh, underwriter critical thinking and move it up in the process closer to the consumer. That's getting a lot of play by not only lenders, but also certain technology vendors. They like that because it enables them to have, in the POS space, a great deal more impact by getting a, a borrower to what they call surety, meaning they know how much this lender will lend them. And that's a reliable conclusion based upon the fact that the borrower has shared documents such as pay stubs and bank statements. And so with candor upfront there, all of those things that normally would have required an underwriter to process candor can address those immediately and give them answers back in minutes, whereas before it took weeks. They, they like that. That's the POS space. The other place that we're getting invitations to join is the post-closed QC space and also the data and analytics space. Because Candor captures a very detailed history of the underwrite, we're finding a lot of folks like that and want to figure out more about what kinds of data can they get out of Candor to not only understand the loans they're making, but also how to make a, a loan, a better loan faster and cheaper. And so those are the kinds of things we're being asked to do. So we're getting a number of adjacent markets responding to our business proposition. And it's been very exciting to start addressing. That does sound exciting. And I got to tell you on a personal level, mm-hmm. I'm excited that the, the candor sponsorships are back and I'll be talking to you many more times this year. So I look forward to that. And uh, thanks for making the time. Thank you, Robbie. Be good now. Investors have adjusted to a new normal with a war in Ukraine which though it affects the U.S. economy, the full impact remains to be seen. To boot, economic reports over the last week do not yet capture the volatility caused by the conflict. We saw last week that consumer demand remains high even in the face of rising prices, which hit another 40-year high with prices rising 7.9% over the last 12 months. One of the main drivers of the gains was the energy prices, and those are not expected to moderate anytime soon. Consumer sentiment fell to its lowest level since mid-2011, as consumers recognize their purchasing power has been reduced 
because their income is not keeping up with inflation. Demand is expected to recede over the coming months, leading to lower discretionary spending activity and weaker economic growth. This week brings the latest Federal Open Market Committee meeting tomorrow and Wednesday with a fresh dot plot and projections, where the market has penciled in a 25 basis point rate hike while indicating that more hikes are coming. No decision regarding the balance sheet is expected. Given the war in Ukraine and inflationary pressures, Fed Chair Powell's press conference will be closely watched by investors and journalists. After MBS quantitative easing ended last week, Class B and C 48-hour notifications are tomorrow and Thursday, respectively. The new MBS purchase schedule covers the March 14th to 25th period and is either one or two operations per day for an average $1.65 billion, reinvesting prepayments. There is no scheduled market moving news today, and we begin the week with agency MBS prices down a quarter to three-eighths and the 10-year yielding 2.07 after closing last week at 2.00%. Relief that the war in Ukraine hasn't become any worse? Let's wrap up with some trivia on pi and some housekeeping. Pi, whose symbol is the Greek letter pi, (laughs) goes on forever, with computers having calculated over 1 trillion digits past the decimal. Statistics show that 3.14% of sailors are pi rates. What did pi say to its partner? Stop being so irrational. (laughs) And what is the ratio of the circumference of a jack-o'-lantern to its diameter? Pumpkin pie. (laughs) Thanks again to this week's podcast sponsor, Candor. AI that puts your underwriting on autopilot. Candor automates both tasks and intellect. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.